Welcome to Embody the Light, the podcast for light workers looking to evolve into their highest self. I'm Athena Bailey, a kinesiologist, channeler, and spiritual business coach. And I'm Cassandra Scardino, an energy healer, spiritual teacher, and crystal priestess. This podcast is for light workers all around the world looking to deepen their connection with spirit, step into their purpose, and activate their soul gifts. And learn about topics such as metaphysics, esoteric knowledge, ancient wisdom, crystals, plus so much more. With over 20 years combined experience between us healing, facilitating events, and running spiritual businesses, we are tuned in and ready to share our life nuggets with you. Get ready. Let's begin. Ready? Open your heart and body the light podcast. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Embody the Light with Cassandra and Athena. Welcome everybody. So glad you made it back here again. Yes, and we're so excited for our second episode. We're going to go pretty deep today talking about all things self-care, spiritual routines, rituals. Yeah, I think this is a really great topic, Athena. A lot of people want to know these types of things straight away. So I feel like, you know, this is great just to give people the heads up on how to start their processes. A hundred percent. And it's interesting because in like all of my programs, you know, I give lots of information. And the question that I get asked the most is, what do you do every day that like what is it that you do and same with like in business alchemy the question i get asked is like okay what do you do every day with all of this information like what's the stuff that you use day in day out 100 percent. it's actually really funny you say that because one of the things that people might already be feeling just from becoming listeners of our podcast is the detox process happening energetically mm-hmm. because they're shifting their paradigm they're shifting their light they're choosing a new timeline so you know it's really great that they can actually start to shift that faster totally and i think that's something that we hear about a lot in the spiritual community detoxing purging but it's a very real thing and when you're sensitive it can be the smallest thing jumping into your timeline which happens a lot um upgrading we get all these upgrades and a big part of it is this healing crisis where we're detoxing we're releasing the old to upgrade and it's it's never ending it's constant and part of managing it learning to work with it i think the self-care the routines the rituals they all help and assist with that 100 percent. i feel like it's now better to know what you're going through because people would say ignorance is bliss but for me i'm like no i'd much rather know that i can change it because mm-hmm. then it's not going to be so hard absolutely and so with today's topic we're going to be talking all about self-care like what it is from spiritual physical emotional perspective we're going to be talking about the rituals the routines that we do periodically daily the products that we can't live without when it comes to spiritual self-care yeah and i feel like you know if you are going to try any of these products really make sure that you test them for yourself like we we're going to you know put a bit of a cap out there we're not (laughs) medical practitioners or anything like that so it's really important that you test everything if you're a sensitive person um but you know these are my go-to and athena's go-to things so for us it's like we can't live without it that's right and we're going to be covering it all in today's episode Woo-hoo. All right. So I think that we should get started talking about 
what actually is spiritual self-care rituals routines Cass, like when I say those three things to you, are they different? Like, are those different things for you? Um, I feel like they compartmentalize into different aspects. Yeah. Like spirituality itself has um, different ways that you can help yourself. And that's, you know, a, a, a self-care process, I suppose, or it's a coming into yourself to become more aware. But, you know, the rituals and the routines are more the ways that you get there. So that's for me, I guess, you know, the way I look at it. But how about you? Interesting. Um, for me, like routines are just like the daily non-negotiable, the things that, and I'm I'm really like non-negotiable. So you know me, I'm a Sagittarius. I'm like, yes, fast results. So for me, out of all the material and information there is on all different topics, it was always like, what are the things that are actually going to create results? And I need to make sure that I do those daily. And that includes for my business. Like I have two things that I'm like every single day I have to do this for my business and I know I get results. And it's the same for my, it's the same for my, sorry guys, just want the mic. It's the same for my spirituality. Um, it's the same for my connection to spirit. It's like, those are my non-negotiables to maintain, um, being able to serve my purpose, do my work here and do it well. So that's kind of how I see routines to me. Rituals are, a sometimes thing. They're not necessarily a daily thing. So for example, when I want to manifest something, I might do rituals around that or healing rituals or something like that. Um, and self-care, I think it's the way that I think of self-care, which is probably not the best way is I kind of think of it of like a toolbox. And if I'm feeling really good, I'm like, hmm, I don't really need to pull on my toolbox. But if I'm overwhelmed in crisis like not feeling good then I will go into my toolbox and just go great these are the things that I can use to look after myself to give myself space and all the various things which we'll talk about today that I kind of use to pull on to get into a good healing space mm. yeah agreed I think I'm a little bit more lazy now that I have a kid so <laughs> <laughs> which isn't a bad thing spirit has said that you know it's still you know there at our you know whatever pace that we're at so I think you know we can definitely work with both and I'm looking forward to actually sharing that totally and you know it's funny I I'm not against lazy like for me lazy isn't a bad thing lazy is I want to do the minimum for the maximum you know, I don't want to spend three hours a day meditating to get a certain result. It's like, what's the steps? What action do I need to take that I know works and can rely on without having to output a tremendous amount of energy? What would you be like saying is your go-to when you're going through your rituals and routines? Or what specifically? Well, I mean, you know, if you're a routine person, because I, I, I don't look at routines so much as like the things like the cacao anymore or like the meditations. I've done my work. Like I used to yeah. do all of that, like yoga for half an hour and then I'd sit with my cacao and then I would do my journaling and then I would, you know, like all of those things used to be hundred percent my life. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I love that. I just, my reality is I wake up with a two-year-old now. And so that's not my, my world just right now. So, I mean, like what's your rituals, I guess, for your daily process. Totally. And I think that's such a good question. Um, and 
it's funny because to me it also connects to like the masculine and feminine the masculine being like these this routine of this is what has to be done and in an order and then the feminine being like well what do I feel like and I do try to be a bit flowy like there are days where I'm like I really feel like doing a lot of meditation or having a relaxing bath you know so that will be part of my routine but for the most part I have like every single day like I connect to spirit I clear my energy I probably clear my energy like five times a day easily I think it's just become so like automatic we don't even think about doing it like we're walking through the shops and being like oh that feels funny here like clear you know it just happens so that's something that I do every single day I definitely do the pillar of light I've done that since I was a teenager just every day bringing up energy bringing it down um I always start my day in that way and I always connect to my guides because for me I think that's a big part of my purpose being a channeler so it's always connecting to my guides what do I need to know what do I need to create and making sure that I'm a clear um clear vessel for spirit to come into so that's kind of like my really bare minimum routine like if I'm not if I'm not feeling good those will probably be the only two I do but on a really good day you know I'm up early I go to the park I meditate I stretch you know I do all those things a big part of my routine recently now that it's getting warmer has been walking down to the beach and going for a swim and I found that so healing so relaxing so that's something that I've been incorporating as well what about you yeah, I think that's really good. Um, definitely getting my feet on the ground. And mm -hmm. for a lot of people, because I've had a lot of people say to me, like, I live in the city, like I've got, you know, nowhere to go and sit and put my feet in the ground that feels like nature. And so, you know, in those instances, I really recommend that you just connect into your plants or you create an earth altar. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I love to talk about earth altars one time. So maybe that's something we can definitely go into because it's such mm. a beautiful ritual if you can't connect into nature around your home. So that's just like, you know, a, a must because when I wake up in the morning, I'm always checking in and going, okay, how do I feel today? Is Cassandra tired? Is she grumpy? Is she moody? I'm a Scorpio, so I can get quite moody. <laughs> I don't think my friends notice it as much like they do but my my family like my my partner um definitely picks up on it and you know my daughter will be like you know give me attention give me love so I'm definitely you know how do I feel first and when I do check in and I'm like okay Cass is feeling really sensitive I'm feeling vulnerable I need to like feel support right now and so that's kind of like how I define my routine is just like where I'm sitting at at that process um, but I guess for my go-to routines I'm definitely need to have like my my things like my water like I've, I've got energized water and so um, I've I basically helps me to stay in a really positive energy because water is our body and mm -hmm. if we have good water not just like um, obviously the best water you can get is mountain water but when you have filtered water a lot of it's quite dead so mm -hmm. bringing the plasma into it really brings the energy back into your body and because we're such a heavy 
battery like we're using all of these different things out in our brain and and constantly producing it's really for me how do i put back in so the plasma water is like you know one thing that i'm constantly drinking um i also have an internal crystal detox system that mm -hmm. helps to remove heavy metals and you know it helps also for viruses and bacteria um but energetically it also clears the chakras so mm -hmm. You know how you were saying you're clearing all the time i'm totally clearing all the time like it's definitely something that i'm like okay i sense energy in my my head or i'm feeling it in my heart so you know i'm always like trying to find ways to clear that as quickly as possible and that's why i have made sprays to help with that but i use a lot of pranic healing actually mm. i'd say that's my go-to um but yeah apart from that like i don't haven't I've been able to do the yoga. I haven't been able to do the cacao. I haven't been able to sit for half an hour and meditate like I usually do. But, you know, I do check in with spirit a lot. Like that is my go-to. I will be like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And they're like, that's okay. We're still here. We got you if you need it. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's um a little bit of a routine self-care mm -hmm. process of mine. I love that. And I love that it's really feminine as well. Like, I feel like people look at people like us who are spiritual teachers and, you know, we're always being and living in a spiritual space. And um, I feel like there's so many misconceptions about it. People going, oh, so you're a vegan, like you meditate for an hour, you do an hour's yoga. And I'm like, I eat meat. I haven't done yoga since I was a kid. And I do meditate to be fair, but you know, I feel like there's all these misconceptions about this is how you have to live. This is everything that you have to do when you're spiritual, but I don't resonate with that at all. Mm, yeah. I think spirituality has a lot of facets to it and it's kind of like, there isn't one way to be spiritual. You know, there's toxic spirituality. For crying <laughs> <out loud. laughs> oh, yeah, we've seen that. I mean, and if you're listening to this and you do two hours of yoga a day, you meditate, you only drink juice. Awesome. That's awesome. I admire you, but oh, I definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not worthy. You can... <laughs> yeah, but I definitely don't have that, um, that willpower. I love food. Like I'm like, I eat sugar and I'm like, hmm, I know it's not the healthiest, but it's also just enjoying being in the body being a human and it like it brings me joy and i know that's not maybe the healthiest thing but i i love food i always have and it makes me happy yeah everything in moderation you know it's, it's one of those things if you're addicted to something obviously it's not good and there's obviously something there that you need to clear but i think there's nothing wrong with having luxuries in life totally a hundred percent um i definitely agree and you brought up a really interesting point, which I think ties into this really well, which is altars, because I have a couple that I've set up in my home. Um, I know you do too. And it actually ties into like my spiritual routines pretty heavily. And I totally, I didn't even think about it when I was preparing for today. Do you have altars in your home, Cass? Um, I do, but I also use a lot of the energetic principles I've learned in mm -hmm. how to work with the land and how to work with your home energetically. Yeah. Um, I, I would say, you know, my go-to places are like the front of the house and the back of the house and just making sure there's really positive energy there because mm -hmm. obviously the keys of energy flowing through the house are really important. So everything mm -hmm. going in and out. Um, but 
you know, I've done a lot of altars in my life and I definitely yeah. resonate with altars a lot just for mm -hmm. doing that self-care and like connecting in. That's right. And a lot of like my rituals and routines that I do, they're in front of my altar. And we have two. We have one downstairs, which is quite a big one. Daryl built it. Um, it's beautiful. It's big. It's wooden. It's two leveled. And on the top, we have big crystal grid um, that's activated, clearing the space. And then we have other crystals, um, candles. Uh, we have the Tibetan bowls there and some other kind of things. And that's a really good space where if I just want to clear my energy or go to, I have all my spiritual tools there, my pendulum, the obsidian sparehead, all of that is just there. And so it's kind of like this central point where I can go and have all my stuff. And then upstairs in my office, I have a different altar, which is more like more about, uh, Daryl just started playing his didgeridoo. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> can you hear that? Yeah, a little. Okay, he's shut his door now. <laughs> <laughs> so for everybody listening, apologies if you hear a didgeridoo in the background. Um, then I have another altar in the background, um, in my room, which is all about, um, you know, me, success. That's more, I've got more like money stuff there, um, my body. That, so it's more like the divine feminine manifesting that kind of altar. I feel like my house is a whole altar. Like everywhere you turn in my place, there's like constantly things that are um, placed. And just a fun fact, like if you are conscious of your spiritual totems and items that you have in the house, um, that can activate them. That That's actually a key of um, really connecting into spirit is that if you have reminders around the place that connect you, you into spirit they can be like your you know on the go altars through your house so i feel like you know that's definitely something people can use if they haven't really created an altar before it's like you know you can have one central place that you put everything another fun fact if you have a lot of crystals it's good to have them in one place because during a lot of the moons there is a lot of energy and so crystals activate and become really hyperactive and so i tell a lot of my students you know cover your crystals and see how different your sleep is and sure enough like nine times out of ten i have two or three people message me the next day saying oh my god i've had the best sleep i've had in like months sometimes even years because they didn't realize their crystals were keeping them up all night so you know, it's, it's really important that, you know, your spiritual items are created in a sacred space. Um, otherwise, like I said, I've got them a lot of places so that they keep reminding me to stay in, in tune. It's amazing how powerful crystals are and how people don't even notice that they, um, they affect them so much. And one thing that I find is, uh, and I think we'll have to do a separate podcast episode all on crystals, but a lot of people don't realize that when they get them, it's just like, a dead battery. Like to be honest, crystals are batteries and they actually have to cleanse them, activate them, you know, and set an intention with them as well. If you're using them for something and it's like, that's when their full power comes into play. And when you've got that and it's in your home, it can really affect you. When I first moved in with Daryl, I brought like my 50 million crystals that I have into his home and he didn't sleep. He didn't sleep for like three days. And I was like, oh, I reckon it's a crystals because I'm like used to it. Obviously, like I'm work on a really high vibration. So we covered the crystals and that night he slept fine. So 
if you are not used to like intense energy and you start working with a lot of crystals and you're not sleeping, definitely check in that it's not that. Mm. Yeah, it's and it's crazy how much planets and moons affect us as well. <laughs> I love that. Haven't we just gone into Mercury retrograde? Yeah, today oh, Mercury. Yeah. we're recording this on the 27th. So today <laughs> is Mercury retrograde. I actually had Daily Mail ask me to write them an article about it and what not to do on Mercury retrograde. So I was <laughs> going in any contracts. <laughs> that's right. That's the key thing. Don't sign any contracts. And it's interesting because I find like some people are more affected by it. Like I'm one of those people that doesn't really get affected by retrograde. And then I know people who are like, oh my God, it's ret- retrograde. Like I literally can't do anything. Yeah, I've, I'm one of those people. Like I have, <laughs> what kind of belief system do I have? Because it's like my computer will spaz out my, like, you know, things will not be working in my apps. And I'm like, obviously there's something there that I'm attracting. I don't know. Totally. For as long as I've known you, like I've gotten so many messages from you where you're like, God damn it, my computer broke. Oh, I'm sorry. I like, can't call you because this happened. And oh, it's retrograde. It's all retrograde. <laughs> I'm blocking out my calendar during retrograde. It's done. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Yeah, some people I think are a lot more sensitive to the planet stuff. Um, and it's interesting because that kind of ties into the moon rituals, which I think are a big thing, especially I think for those who are kind of maybe new to spirituality, it's a big thing because there's a lot of stuff out there and people who don't know it. Like when I've worked with people in my business and they don't really know what to do with their crystals. They're like, oh, I just put it out on the full moon. Is that right? I'm like, hmm, you know, you can start. <laughs> so I think it's like a good go-to place, but you yourself, cast. do you do any moon rituals, full moon, new moon? So I feel moon rituals were definitely a big part in the beginning phase of my spiritual process because it is quite an easy way to learn about your energy because during the full moon the full moon is obviously connected to releasing um and the way i like to look at it is during the full moon we're kind of like the tide the tide goes up in the ocean because of the full moon rising all of the the ocean and if we have a lot of water in our body so the same thing happens to us it's like literally the water gets expanded and because we hold a lot of our energy matrix in our water like you know the the good the bad the things that we're here to learn Mm -hmm. and so during the full moon it's like that all gets come to the forefront basically so you know during the full moons I find that's a really great time for releasing purging letting go um you know I usually say to my students and my clients if there's stuff that you want to get rid of like write it down and burn it because Mm -hmm. that's the perfect time it's coming up for you to show you what you don't want so that Mm -hmm. that way during the new moon you can recreate yourself Mm, totally and I think there's you know the new moon the full moon they're they're quite different the full moon is really that releasing the new moon is manifesting and that's usually like where you'll you'll find me working like in the quantum activation we do do new moon manifestation processes and because we're using that collective energy of new beginnings new intentions however that's kind of it as far as i go i feel like our female ancestors had a much stronger connection to the moon you know something i was reading um, was that back in the day before there was electricity, you know, we 
all used to bleed with the moon because the moon and how bright it is, if it's waning, waxing or full affects our melatonin release. So obviously when it's waning, there's not much light coming through. So we're releasing more melatonin. And when it was brighter, we would release less melatonin and that directly affected our menstrual cycles. And so, you know, there was this much like the woman would bleed together and actually be a lot more connected to the moon and those cycles, how they came, um, how they came through, they were a lot more affected. And I feel like with technology and the lights we have in our room, we're actually like a lot more disconnected with it. And one of the first things for women who maybe they don't have a regular cycle and they want to um, start regulating it, I would be recommending like check out your melatonin levels, make sure you're sleeping in pitch black and like allowing that melatonin to really release because that's something that we used to do with the moon and have that relationship with. Yeah, I would I wish there was more about, you know, connecting into nature in that aspect, because it was part of our cultures back in those days, you know, really connecting into all of those cycles. A hundred percent. And it really was. And I feel like when we look to the past, we see a lot more rituals and I think that's I don't know about you but I don't do many rituals like with earth itself like I don't really go out into nature and your rituals I do do my own rituals but they're not necessarily like in nature like what about you are there rituals that you kind of pull on when you want to manifest or heal or shift something I feel like that's what I do with my healing not so much with my rituals um but you know for the rituals that i do know and the ones from like cultures that i respect um a lot of the things like you know the didgeridoo and the clap mm -hmm. sticks that kind of stuff was used in in those times to connect into the land and so there is memories that are still held in the land matrix so if you're somebody that mm -hmm. wants to connect into nature and with humble respect mind you like this mm -hmm. is very important that you do these things and you have absolute, absolute respect and you do play the clapsticks the earth remembers that sound and so mm -hmm. that's a way for you to say hey i'm here as your friend and i want to connect in mm -hmm. and i'm doing it from this conscious place because that's how i believe rituals work it's it's working with you know symbols and yeah. significance that really connects into your intention mm, totally and i think that rituals are very important to actually do before spiritual work like you know as an example like plant medicine before doing any plant medicine there are so many rituals that we do to make sure we're in a good space that we're clear that the space is protected and it's same with channeling like the first few units of channeling spirit academy we're just going like this is how to clear your energy. These are the rituals, routines you need to do before you channel every single time. So you're a safe, clear um, vessel for spirit to come through and speak with you. And so I think like, uh, for me, it's a really big goal to be as energetically clear and high vibrational as possible so I can have that really strong relationship with spirit. And I do that by rituals before I channel, um, which the trans channel, which we do quite often, I do like a big ritual of clearing my energy, setting up the space, all of that. And I know I need to do that because where, when we work in the spiritual world, we're working with a lot of powerful beings, energies. And I feel like having these rituals, it's also like a sign of, um, 
a sign of respect, you know, that we're not taking it lightly. We're not underestimating it. We're working with it. We're grateful, appreciative, and we respect the energies that we are working with. Yeah, I think, you know, we do a lot to set up the space just by calling in and connecting. Mm. And I think that is my main ritual. Like you said, you do like the pillar of light all the time. So that is a ritual, right? Like, you know, that whole aspect of going from your heart, going into Mother Earth, going up through and connecting into the creator of all that is, and then bringing that energy through us, like that is a ritual. It doesn't require any physical objects, but you know, it's like the one way that you create yourself as the object because mm-hmm. um, I, I remember actually in one class there I was because I do a lot of you know crystal grids when I'm teaching mm-hmm. um, and that's to hold the energy in the space but I remember this one master who said you know really practice to be that that ritual to be that grid to be mm-hmm. that anchoring point because mm-hmm. then you do not need anything outside of yourself mm-hmm. like then you are the absolute only thing right and mm-hmm. so that's what i really love about crystals like crystals are like huge teachers for me on how to anchor all of those energies within myself and so mm-hmm. you know i really started learning about crystals and then as i become became a you know, I don't know if I'm a master yet, but as I became, you know, more advanced, I realized that everything was in within me and that's what they taught me. Mm, I love that. And I have this quote that I have on actually in my altar up in my office, which is your body is the altar. And I feel like... (laughs) (laughs) I see the altar within you. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like that it totally fits, you know, and that we don't need these tools, but they're definitely, and we're going to go into that, like all the tools that we use, but you don't necessarily need them. They're just there to assist us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you've got your healing, which is like your rituals. I know you do a lot of self-healing, you know, and you work with your modality point of like crystal therapy, which is really awesome for anybody who's interested. Um, and that's a lot of your ritual work there. I do a lot of my rituals, like when it comes to channeling, um, doing that kind of work. What about manifestation? Because I would like 100% call us both masculine manifestors. Like when we put our energy into something, like we manifest things really quick. Do you have any like regular manifestation rituals or routines? Um, I I have, I guess, ones that are, if I want to be super specific, sure. Like, you know, I, I would... Um, I would say this is more of an internal practice. Like I can still use crystals and I do teach a lot of it with crystals for people that are starting on that journey because Mm -hmm. it's like helps them to internalize it. Mm -hmm. Um, But for manifesting within me, the easiest and the quickest way that I create is actually coming from a place where when I can feel it as my reality. Mm -hmm. So what I'll really do is I'll sit and I'll also, I'll kind of like daydream. It's like a daydreaming mm-hmm. portal of manifestation. And what I do is like, I'll kind of like see it kind of like a showreel. It's like a storyboard that's happening in real life. And the the real key of the magic is when I can feel my body kind of levitating. It kind of, it's, it's beyond mm-hmm. tingling. It's yeah. like, 
it, it's a it's a resonance right it's like a ripple that comes out of me and it's like the only way it works is if it's true to my spirit if it's true to my higher self to my soul and it's like that's when my guides are connecting in they're mm-hmm. like yep i get it i know what you're doing i know what you want i know what we're creating and it's just like complete trust a hundred percent and i think that's a really important point i think someone who verbalizes like that in science terms really well is Joe Dispenza. And the thing that he always says is you need to translate, um, transcend time and space, which is getting into that altered state, altered state. So you become more than the 3D body that's bound by these rules and the time space rules around that. And you actually enter into the space where all possibilities exist. And it does feel like you actually feel that change vibrationally. I can feel when I'm in it, I go into it when I channel as well. And next thing like is that emotion and attention. I always say to my students, like, I know when I've been manifesting well in a session, because I'm sobbing. And I like when I'm in launch mode, I manifest every day and I'm always like, I always cry because I just feel that appreciation, that gratitude for it, see it in my life. And I cry and I'm like, good. That's when I know the emotions are so heightened. They're actually coming in. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because for the past year or so, I feel like there have been so many timelines opening up for earth and in almost every single channeling with spirit and lots of different spiritual beings so many channelings we have heard about co-creation, manifestation. And one thing that I've really um, kind of seen over the past year is that spirit wants us co-creating, spirit wants us manifesting, and they want people to know, have the abilities to co-create and understand, you know, if you are a light worker and you're bringing through all this energy, you know, you are powerful and you're manifesting a reality and you might not even know that, you know, the thoughts and the fears and going into all that, you're actually manifesting it. And spirit really wants us to know how to leverage that to co-create, you know, a better world for everyone. So I think it is something um, really important. And, you know, a few years ago, I wasn't that big in manifestation, but as the years have gone by, it's something that I do almost every single day. It's very, Um, it's very important to me every day. I'll kind of set an intention for what I want to manifest. I always am going, Hey, this is what I want to co-create and put out, um, into the world. And I think even just having the intention of what we want to create in the world is so important. And I will regularly kind of set intentions for different areas of my life. Um, you know, probably every few months about where I want to go, what I want to create. And I different have different processes, for manifesting for my business, when I'm going through a launch, for my personal life. You know, at the moment we're trying to manifest land. So we've been doing a lot of sex magic, which is in and of itself rituals, routines, and that's a whole different process. I probably wouldn't necessarily use that for my business. I have another method that I use for my business, but it's every single day I'm really focused on co-creating the future that I want for myself, for my family, and for the world, like for all the light workers as well. Yeah, I think there's a real key there where you were saying when you're bringing the energy in through for others, like <clears throat> there's this really amazing quote in, and it's like talks about how, you know, when one person works with spirit, like it's very different when there's two or more because then, you know, creator is there because mm-hmm. the energy actually multiplies square when we connect into the multitude of people that are coming through that vibration and so when i'm really in my power i'm like thinking about all 
all the amazing things that are going to happen from the creation that's coming through. I like, mm-hmm. I can see all the people's lives that are going to change and I mm-hmm. feel all of the happiness and joy that's being brought through. Mm-hmm. And that is like the secret recipe. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's like selflessness and it's like a real purity of selflessness. It's like, you know, in giving onto others brings back mm-hmm. to us. And so there, there is real magic in that mm-hmm. process, 100%. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Mm, I totally agree with that. And when we manifest, like you said, the more people, the more powerful it gets. And I think it comes down to the principle of the more energy you have, the more energy you hold, the better your, your manifestations are, the faster they come. And I would say that is probably the main reason that we are master uh, manifestors is because we work with energy. We have so much energy in our bodies. We know how to manipulate, how to move, how to shift ourselves into different energetic states, frequencies so well, so quickly that it becomes easier to manifest, but also recognizing and acknowledging that there are different tools that we can use, not only to manifest, but to heal and to bring into daily spiritual self-care routines. Yeah, if you really want to be like, if you want a big life, and this is what I want for a lot of my friends, like I'm always constantly like, you know, showing up for them and going like, you can do it. But you know, they have to want it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you want big things, you have to be able to bring lots of energy through. Like mm-hmm. it's just a given. Like, you know, if you're sweating the small stuff, like you're not ready for the big kahuna, right? So mm-hmm. it's like you've got to energetically be prepared for that. And it's like you know what that looks like because if you see someone in their A game, like walk through the door, they bring it. Like they have mm-hmm. this, you know, energy, this glow. And that's what they use is like that magnetism. It just, Mm -hmm. it's attractive and it attracts things and it creates things and it's, it's a vibration. That's a hundred percent it. And so Cass, do you want to talk about any tools that or products that you use to kind of keep yourself in an energetic state or charge yourself for different various reasons? Yeah, absolutely. I I am like a massive, um, you know, when it comes to products that I absolutely have to use, the crystal detox range is like zeolite and the woman that created the the crystal detox range, um, she's a practitioner who did a lot of past life regressions with people and just like had such phenomenal results. And basically the zeolite is an Australian high grade crystal that's like really finely, you know, powdered. And that's the stuff I'll use internally. So like taking that internally, bathing in it. So I would bathe in it um, at least once a week because we're, we're dealing with so much EMF. We're dealing with so much energy from people and the density from the collective. So that's like, you know, how I completely release everything. And then I use the soap as like my in between so that that way I just keep my aura cleansed during that time. So that's definitely one thing that I hands down tell people to get onto. And so many people get the most amazing results. Their skin changes, like they just feel 
feel completely lighter. The first time I did it, I felt like I was floating like vampire diaries off or off the ground into the room. And, um, you know, it's just, it's such a high vibrational product. Energetically, I've tested it on the biogeometry ruler and there's nothing that compares to it um, that I have found on the market anyway. Um, but then I also really, you know, recommend the plasma. So the plasma GANS and how, how I explain it to people is GANS is like a natural form that's from solid to liquid to gas. It's the next phase. So all of those phases are solid. And then when it gets heated up again, it turns into these nu nuclear atoms, like little suns or fractals. And actually there is a talk on Gaia and, and it talks about plasma and, mm -hmm. and um, aliens and how, you know, even the Aurora Borealis lights are this plasmatic state and how spirit actually can move through plasma because it's like this, this highly energized and when I say highly energized it looks like balls of suns of light and so when we actually put that into our water I've got buckets around the house like I'm talking about like huge 50 liter buckets and I've got a plasma in all of them around the house and I fill them up with water and then I use that to water my garden and so what that's doing is it's bringing the plasma into my food. It's also bringing the plasma energy around my house. So it's like bringing the energy <clears throat> through the soil and like bringing that vibration through that the, the like keys, which are the front and the back of the house, which I was saying is super important. Um, but yeah, like I use that as well. I use the, um, the spray that I've created, Nahara, which is actually nature's alchemy humanities ascension resonance activation sprays and so these sprays were brought through to help people on the go dealing with all of this you know density and so when i'm not clearing when i have that pure intention of sitting down and clearing or i'm in the car and i'm stressed i use that like that's my cheat like that's my lazy day kind of clearing right and you know still 100 works to clear a lot of that vibrational frequency density that people need a healer for but can't get to so um you know then obviously crystals <clears throat> are my next go-to i use crystals and elixirs i use them um tapping into energetically for any type of blockages not just like physical blockages of if i'm dealing with energetic blockages or i need something like if there's something i need to bring through i'll look at my crystals and be like right like I know you're here to help me. What can I do? So I, I feel like those would be like my main go-to um, elements of like what I use apart from, you know, vitamins, minerals, all of that kind of stuff, because our body needs to regenerate and like all of those things we don't find in our food as much. So it's really like we need to bring our energy through whichever way we can. How about you? Totally. That's awesome. I love that comprehensive list <laughs> of the tools and they are awesome. Um, for me, like I'm the majority of my tools are energetic in nature. Like I'm always going to call on the violet flame and, you know, do processes like that. That's always my main go-to, but I do kind of rely on a few things. 
I definitely also love zeolite. I get my own and I program it with really specific intentions. So I make my own zeolite soap. Um, and in that I'm programming it to clear and remove my um, remove any negative energy as I'm using it in the shower. I do zeolite for bucks a lot. So um, I get the zeolite powder and program it to like pull clear energy. And it does that too, but I just kind of work with its energy too. So I definitely do that. I make zeolite face masks as well. So I definitely use that. I love zeolite. Um, I don't necessarily ingest the powder just because I found it's very dehydrating. I use a product called TRS, TRS spray. Um, and it actually has the, it doesn't have the powder, but it has like the zeolite molecule. I can't remember exactly what it is. So it like, it works on that level of removing heavy metal from your body, but you don't have the dehydration. I used to try and ingest zeolite and I just couldn't because it was so dehydrating to me because it's when we think about zeolite it has this honeycomb structure and it literally pulls into it so energetically if you bathe in it put your feet in it it pulls out that energy into that honeycomb structure and if you ingest it it does the same for heavy metals um, and negative energies bacteria viruses inside of your body but it can be really dehydrating so I use the TRS spray um, and I do love that. Um, yeah, I use zeolite every day pretty much for my energy, mainly in the, in the soap. And I work with flower essences in the soaps as well um, and crystal essences sometimes too. Um, I do love my obsidian spearhead. <laughs> That's one that I use a lot just to kind of cut cords, clear energy, especially if I've been healing, just to clear like my hand chakras. Um, my apophyllites are like my go-to crystals, which I discovered like thanks to you. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I first discovered, um, you know, and if you've done channeling Spirit Academy with me, you'll know like I'm obsessed with apophyllite for channeling. Um, when I was first trying to channel for Cass, you know, I was connecting to her, her higher self, and you know, obviously her higher self was very high vibrational, and I was actually having a bit of trouble connecting through, and I just kept hearing raise your vibration. I'm like, I'm fucking trying, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, they're going, Athena, raise your vibration. You're like, oh God, shut up. <laughs> no, I'm and I was trying really hard, and then I was like, okay, Spirit, I need help. What do I need to do? And they were like, ah casper crystal so i was like cast give me crystal and she's like no worries i know the one and you brought back a box of a propolite and you handed me one and as soon as you did it was like zoom like and i was in and i was like whoa what is this crystal and since then began my love obsession with the propolite um so i have heaps around the house and i'll always use them to assist me in channeling I also like Agua de Rosa. I was just working with that before. I actually like to put it on my crystals. I like to put it on my heart chakra. Um, and so I really love the vibration of that. And I try to frankincense my house every day. I love frankincense, the, the resin burners. I found those work really well, just like a massive frankincense burn in the house. Um, I probably prefer that to sage, to be honest. I find it really deeply clearing. And it also has... Um, a very sacred feel to it, like energy to it, I would describe it. And then, because, you know, these are all things that we have outside of our body, but a big part of doing this work is working with our body and within our body. 
I love the product Cell Food, which has like all the nutrients, all the minerals. Um, I forget how many it is that our body needs. It's been around for a long time. Um, I love that product. It's kind of like, I'd say it's a godsend. Like I recommend it to everybody. So I have that in my water every single day. And then when I am struggling like physically, energetically, every now and then I recommend colonics and I love colonics. I think they're very powerful. Um, I definitely recommend them for people who are going through big upgrades and are struggling. Our bowels, like they hold so much old energy, um, so much low vibrational stuff. And if you're kind of congested, um, that can really lower your vibration. And I've actually had people back when I used to train Reiki um, in person, I would actually have people who like after the attunement, the energies were too much for them and they would feel tired, like just exhausted because they couldn't handle the energy. And I mean, to some degree, that's normal. When I was attuned to um, Isis Sakim energy, I blacked out. The attunement process was an hour and I just blacked out and I woke up half an hour later and I was like, Jesus, like the energy was so intense. But for Reiki, like the energy is not that intense. So most people just feel good. They feel lighter. But in some scenarios, we would see people who are like, I feel tired, like I want to just sleep. I can't handle the energy. And I mean, we see that with people in even things like meditations, they can't handle the energy. And in Channeling Spirit Academy, when people kind of keep falling asleep, keep zoning out and are struggling, I say, go get a colonic. And it's like straight away, they can actually raise their frequency, raise their energy much quicker and much faster. But we warn the bowel holds anger. So it's really normal if you're sensitive and you're kind of going with that intention to clear energy, you will probably have anger and old feelings come up as, as part of it because it's a really big purge emotionally as well as physically. So those are kind of like my little go-to things, my little tools that I like to work with. I think we're going to have to write a list, Athena. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I know. And then we're just going to remember, oh, and this, oh, and I've just remembered now, like Hoppe. I love Hoppe. Um, I find it very grounding, like, especially after I've done a big channeling session, like I'm talking an hour and a half of trans channeling and I'm like, I'm not in this dimension. Harpe just brings me straight back into my body. I used to have a lot of issues with grounding. I've definitely gotten better, but on like when I just need that help, then yeah, I will work with um, the plant medicine Harpe, which I love very much. It's very hard expansive as well. Yeah, I, I was just wanting to touch back on like how you were saying when you release, you know, you can have those old emotions come back because mm -hmm. I find that if you're somebody that's going through weight fluctuations, because our body holds mm -hmm. weight for protection, that's right. um, when we're releasing that weight, we can feel a lot of the emotions which then trigger us to eat again. So, mm -hmm. you know, if that's something that you're dealing with, I know we're going to have to do a podcast on that. Yeah. You know, there are definitely crystals to support you through that transition and to like really understand what it was that created that weight in the first place so that you can deal with it. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting um, when people do fall asleep, it's because their battery can't hold that energy. Like you were saying, mm -hmm. like it's too high vibrational. So oh, I find crystals are amazing for that. Mm -hmm. and 
apophyllite is definitely one but if you want a master crystal and this is the one i teach in point of light it's the elestials and so the elestials are kind of like the motherboard of crystals <laughs> Like they literally can help you to transmute, transcend, they connect, they, you know, bring you through and allow for those frequencies to really come into your body as well if you need that. Mm, and Cass is a crystal queen. So if she says a crystal is, she says a crystal is good, then it's, it's going to be powerful. <laughs> I got my engagement ring in an celestial. Like that's how much I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Um, it's really interesting what you're saying about weight and food, because I think for a, like one of the things that I ask women who are like, oh, I really struggled with weight is when, like, when did that happen? And very often you kind of pinpoint them like, okay, well, I was really good to like age 20 or 25. I had no issues, but then like, suddenly I just couldn't like keep off the weight. So usually at that point we find we have some sort of incidence which makes us feel unsafe in the body. And it might be small, it might be big one, but it's that point, the body's like, ooh, I need protection. And like the weight makes me feel safe. And it can be safety in all different ways. Um, but yeah, we, we need to do a podcast about it because I think we got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff to cover about. <laughs> wow, I think we've done a lot. I think we have, I think we've kind of, <laughs> covered a whole lot of stuff hopefully you've been taking notes and you know when we say we use all these things again like you heard our daily routines our daily rituals they're not that intense like I definitely will spend like you know I'll have like an hour zeolite bath once a week I'll have like an hour ritual before my trans channeling every week um I'll do like my manifestation rituals every week but when it comes to like a daily process it's actually not all that much and it's kind of on the go it's you really like embody it rather than just sitting down and going let me go through this list and read it it's like you're on the go and you're like oh my energy feels a bit funky let me just do a clearing so it just becomes a part of like who you are you know sometimes I'll be having a conversation with someone and just be like hold on Daryl let me just clear the space here <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll just I'll just go at it you know so it becomes a part of who you are rather than something that you do and consciously think about yeah I'm I reckon we're gonna have to like do like a daily ritual list for our <laughs> friends that are watching and listening because it's definitely going to help them to grasp that concept on a daily process I think so I definitely do think so yeah and just know that spirituality, it doesn't have to be restrictive. It doesn't have to have like a million rules you've heard about us and how we live and don't want to sound like arrogant, but I think we're quite spiritual. <laughs> I call us spiritual. Um, and, you know, we. I feel like there's one thing that I do want to touch on just quickly. And that's like what you do when you're in a crisis mode. Like for me today, like I was in crisis mode. And when I say I was in crisis mode, I can definitely tell that my iron levels are low because I was feeling really tired. And that's usually for me, my iron, I've always struggled with iron anemia. Mm. Um, and so I'm, I've been pretty good, but during my pregnancy this time around, that's definitely something that's been hitting me hard. And then I've got quite a few projects that I'm dealing with that are really important and you know that's part of my journey in this lifetime is bringing through a lot of content a lot of information mm -hmm. <laughs> and the 
Athena's <laughs> like, oh, oh gosh, like I, I won't lie. I can definitely put my family under a lot of pressure. And so <laughs> um, I think today when I was dealing with my crisis mode, it was like I found out that um, my mom can't babysit anymore. And like, you know, I was dealing with the fact that um, you know, I had this deadline that's coming up and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle that deadline with like mm -hmm. out her babysitting supporting me because I didn't really prepare for that. And then my iron levels were low and then I was like really feeling overwhelmed and kind of like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to deal with this? And like, you know, the first thing I did was I actually just took it really slow. And mm -hmm. for me, the crisis mode for me is just like holding space for my body because mm. my body is so sensitive and it really gets shut down if I'm not like giving myself that time that it needs to actually process what's happening and so like you know I was still present for my daughter but I wasn't making her my top priority in terms of like giving her all my attention I was just like sitting on the couch letting her play doing her doodle drawing and stuff and like just kind of going to myself, okay, take one step at a time. Like, what are you feeling? And just like naming all of the feelings that I was going through, you know, just feeling vulnerable, mm -hmm. feeling like, you know, defeated, feeling sad, you know, and these are very real emotions. Like you can be spiritual and have this, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not human. And I feel like that's one thing that people have to understand is like these emotions are for us to feel. And so, you know, giving validation to that part of me that was needing it. And so I was quite lucky that my partner, because he works from home, he caught me and he was like, you're not looking that great. What's going on? And I straight away, you know, in my past, I would shut down. Mm -hmm. I would very much just go into like, I'm going into my hole. I just need to like be alone and run away. Mm -hmm. But I just communicated. I said, you know, this is what's happened. And I'm just feeling like I just can't perform. And he kind of went away and he's like, okay, I, I acknowledge what goes going on for you and I wanna support you. And I was like, to be honest, like right now, I just needed you to acknowledge it. I don't think you can do anything right now to support this, but you know, I just, I'm grateful that you heard me. So, you know, in, in the end he came back and he's like, I've had a look and I've found some other babysitters. And, you know, and I said to him, you know, I'm really grateful that you've gone out and had a look at all these things, but I've kind of sat with myself and said, do I want this pressure? Do I want to be putting this pressure on myself, my body, this child, our family? And I've kind of sat with it and spirit has kind of shown me that like there are a ways around this, like there are, there are other options, there are possibilities. And one of the things spirit always likes to get me to do is like scroll through my photos. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And it's such a weird thing. It's like they always get me to scroll through my photos and they go, remember that time when you thought you couldn't do this and you did it and look oh, at that oh, photo and look what you did and look at how many people are happy. And it's like, you know, it's just my one way of them cheering me up and just being like, in one year, you've created probably 40 lifetimes worth of work for yourself and still got there in the end. Mm -hmm. So are you going to let this thing stop you or are you going to go, all right, I'm surrendering again. <laughs> and so it did. I really had to surrender and I really had to just kind of go, okay, I'm just going to let my body be a little bit tired, but I'm still going to be present.
Mm. So I, I did feel like the answers came through, but I didn't run away, I guess. That was my big takeaway. Yeah. How about you? How do you deal with crisis? <laughs> I love that because, yeah, you didn't fight it. You kind of just accepted it and was like, this is where I'm at and I have to deal with it. And I think I absolutely 100% do the same thing, even like the way that I list the emotions, they do that too. Um, when I go into crisis, I can feel it in my body too, my nervous system, like obviously with the work that we do, nervous system, like I'm so connected with it. It's where the energy comes through and I use it so much when I channel. So as soon as like my body is stressed, I notice it in my nervous systems, I actually start to twitch. And for me, like the twitching is actually a sign there's too much energy in the nervous system and it's like dispelling it through twitching. And I used to actually have like chronic twitches when I was younger. Um, and I got rid of that through a modality called shaking, um, which I love shaking. Yeah, I think it's amazing. And so for me, I start to notice these shakes in my body and I go, okay, my system is actually feeling like overloaded right now. So the first thing I do is I, I close my eyes. I just go back to my breath and I go, okay, what am I feeling? And oftentimes like I'll actually place my hands over my womb because I feel like that's where us women really hold like our emotions um, and can even suppress them there. So I actually just connect into my body and go, what am I feeling? What's coming up? And I just sit, I process it. I observe it. I try not to judge it. I just go, that's what I'm feeling like and just release and allow and give myself space and just be with it and I very rarely will be like oh I feel horrible but I have to do this is this so I'm just going to force myself I'm very often like okay well I feel horrible or I'm processing something so I'm going to give space for me to feel that way and I'll push that project back like a day I'll just sleep it off I really am like okay if I don't feel good I'm just going to be with that maybe have a bath like and then sleep it off and be better the next day. But in crisis mode, yeah, I just, I give myself space, surrender, allow. And when then, when I feel a little bit better, I usually like check in with spirit or if I really need to know like, what do I do? Then I will check in um, with spirit and go, okay, what do I need to do? What's the lesson here? How do I heal it? You know, and then work energetically on it. But before I go into the whole healing process, it's just being and allowing, surrendering, just like you said. Mm, beautiful thanks for sharing yeah you too <laughs> well I think that was a beautiful podcast I'm really grateful that we got to share that information thank you yeah me too thank you Cass and thank you everybody who's listening and thank you for joining us today and for taking the time out to spend some time with us and hopefully you got some juicy nuggets some nuggets of wisdom mm -hmm. um to help you in your life on your spiritual journey, 5D journey, your ascension journey. If you have any questions, hit us up. Hey, like mm -hmm. we're always happy to chat about things that are on people's minds. Like we want to be available to you. Definitely a hundred percent. You can find us on social media. My Instagram handle is starseed underscore awakening. And mine is at Cassandra underscore Scardino. Amazing. Beautiful. Well, thank you guys so much. That's the end of the episode and we look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. It's Cassandra here and I have been 
really excited to share with you a crystal course that's coming up next week. It's a 16 week immersion on learning everything you need to learn about crystals, including gridding, elixirs, working as a practitioner, healing yourself, healing others, uh, learning to work on the land and being able to set yourself up as a digital nomad in this field. I hope that this is something that you have been enjoying already in the podcast, Embody the Light, and so wanted to give you the opportunity to sign up to this amazing course where you also receive one-on-one coaching with me personally from my channelings and my teachings as a crystal teacher for 10 years. This is an amazing opportunity to get once in a lifetime teachings from my past life as a crystal priestess in Sirius, Palades and Acturia. So I hope that this is something that you have been calling in because now is the time to rise up as healers and energy workers on this planet. If you need more information, just check out the link below. And if you need to, you can contact me directly. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Athena here. Just wanted to let you know that Channeling Spirit Academy is actually launching in a couple of weeks. So if you've been wanting to learn how to channel your spirit guides, your angels, your higher selves, start to actually have those conversations. Join us inside of this four-month program that will teach you not only to indirectly channel your team, but also to trans-channel and light language channel. It's an intensive program with healing activations and my signature channeling method. I've taken hundreds of students through this program who are now successful channelers. You can check them out on my website. This is an intensive program designed to get you up and channeling whether you're already psychic or not and actually start seeing your own clients. So it's a practitioner training and there's business support as well. If you're interested, make sure you click on the info section of this podcast and follow the Channeling Spirit Academy links. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Embody the Light. We'd be so grateful if you left a review and subscribed. If you click on the info box underneath this podcast, you'll find links to both of our websites, which have our products, courses, and services listed. We also have some great free courses on our website, so go check it out. And we'll see you on our next episode. Lots of love. Lots of love. Blessings. Blessings on your journey.